widespread investigation of reports from funeral homes, morgues, and hospitals has concluded that the unburied dead are coming back to life and seeking human victims. Oh, hi, you guys. Come on in. Okay, I'm in. Welcome to Dawn of the Hazelnuts. You ask, what do the hazelnuts dawn? Why, aprons, of course, with guest stars Randy Rosnag, Debbie Hazelton, and you there in the cape. Who are you? I am Dracula. I bid you welcome. Why, I never expected you to be here. How would you like to go into the audience and choose your big uh, uh, chair? We'll begin the show, Dracula. Excellent. This is our 16th show. It and is. you may wonder why I... I'm talking like this. Well, it's my split personality. Uh, but I thought you might like to know what I had for breakfast. Yes, by all means. <laughs> <laughs> Since it's a Halloween special, uh, I had some ghost toasties with a little side of blueberries on top. Oh, that's wonderful. And a dash of arsenic. <laughs> Today we're talking about chopping and dicing and slicing. It's murder to think about that stuff on this type of day. And you can throw it all into your cauldron. <laughs> what is cooking? We are happy to hear from you. And we have a new phone number, 206-736-9301. Email hazelnuts at acbradio.org and find us on Twitter at acbhazelnuts. Well, we are uh, on our 16th show. And if you're still with us. <laughs> Just a great pleasure to bring you another show, Chopped, <laughs> full of goodies. It will be chopped and, will, and choppy. It'll be choppy, all right, yes. Be yelling at us, cut it out! Quit chopping. <laughs> well, Rick O'Farrell is going to be with us uh, in this demonstration talking about choppers. My buddy Rick, yay. Mm-hmm. And if you got what he said about the pressure cooker and, oh, man, and Randy's great demo, that was great. I loved that time machine you did, by the way. Oh, did you? I'm still stuck back there. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't brought myself out yet. <laughs> that was great. It was just, it's just incredible, all that you do with sound. Thanks. And the, and the, the other demo... Caroline, I don't usually think I would want mustard in my mac and cheese, but then again, maybe it just gave it a little extra sound bite. Bite. (laughs) (laughs) I uh, personally have read in many recipes that a lot of people do use mustard, but I uh, have never put it in. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that I won't. Well. I mean, it depends if we want to be like everybody else or we want to be the 
fabulous cooks that we are. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk candy. Oh. Uh, Kit Kat. I love Kit oh, Kats. Yeah, my, my roommate loves Kit Kats. Um, what do I love? Um, I, you know, I actually still love candy corn. Oh, I don't I, want a lot of it. I I hate candy corn. I know, and so does, uh, I heard JJ and Joe talking about it, and they were like, ew, and they don't like licorice either. I love black licorice. Um, well, the reason why I don't like candy corn is when I was little, my dad, um, he was very covetous about his candy. I'd get one or two pieces, and he'd have the, he'd have the entire bag. Oh. And he, he would get these pumpkins, um, uh, pumpkins and and like ghosts and things, mm-hmm. and they were all made out of that same stuff that they candy are. corn was made. Yeah, I just hated it. Well, <laughs> I you know now it's funny if I get it in my mouth, I actually like to suck it because it's more kind of vanilla-y, but it mm-hmm. does get a little ooh, sort of sicky sweet. Yeah, but when I was little, I called candy corn high heels. <laughs> what? Oh, I suppose because of the way they yeah, look. The little tips, yeah. Yeah. So funny. We used to make little bags of four or five different kinds of candy and hand those little bags out. Mm-hmm. And I always thought that was really cool. I don't know anybody that does that now, but you no, buy these bags now with, you know, three or four different kinds. So what if you don't like them? I prefer to buy, you know, I like to buy what I like. So if it's mm-hmm. not all gone, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's there. Yeah. But, um, well, I didn't like when people put cookies in oh, my bag. No. I didn't like uh, people throwing money in my bag because it was nope. always like, here, here's three cents. Ew, yeah. And oh, apples, thanks. no thank you. Don't give me any of that healthy stuff in my bag. I, mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, no, no. And and I trick-or-treated even into my teens. And my family would always go, oh, no, no. But we did, you know. I mean, we had fun. I probably would still do that, but if I were trying to hold out something, um, you know, they'd probably, you know, look and say, "Here, here's money," you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, blind guy, you know, trying to. <laughs> I always handed out candy too, no problem. We could get five or six kids, and I, you know, I would hand out candy. And one year, this kid said. Come on, hurry up. What's the matter with you? Are you blind or something? Oh, boy. And I said, uh, and my family was like, uh, yeah, now that you mention it. And boy, apparently that kid was horribly embarrassed. And I mean, he just got out of there really fast. But I, after that, I felt self-conscious. Isn't that funny how that works? You know what I would always do? I'd, I would go to the door and open it up and uh, I'd say, how many of you guys are there? I'd say that right mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. And they would be pretty honest about it. Yeah. And I can remember a few times the same person would say, you didn't get me yet. You didn't get me yet. Oh. So I'd reach into the bag and pull the candy out that I gave him and put it back in the bowl. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, I love it. Oh. I've hand, handed out uh, single bags of potato chips because we had a potato chip factory mm-hmm. near our house once. And that was a real big treat. I made little bags of popcorn. But I didn't ever like it when I got popcorn. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Well, Chopping and dicing and slicing and stuff. It's appropriate for Halloween. Don't get dicey on me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm all choked up. (laughs) 
Oh, I had my hands around my own throat there. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> Choppers, you can chop by hand. You can chop with a machine. You can chop with so many mechanical-type devices. Mm -hmm. And I guess I'll just start off with one that I found that's really interesting, although you're going to have to Google this up because the chopper that I really like used to be sold. It's, it sounds like a shop only through QVC, but I don't. I use... Uh, HSN and just about any place that I just don't have to go to because they don't allow me in public very often. <laughs> this is Chopper, really cool Chopper. And, and Google it up because I, I think you'll really like it, called the Toss and Chop. Have you ever heard of it? No. It looks like a gigantic pair of scissor grips for the handle. And it has two serrated very sharp blades. Oh. And then it has a, uh, underneath the sharp blades is a scoop-like uh, device. So it looks like a, <laughs> it looks like a gigantic lip is what it looks like. Hmm. So you got the, the two chopper blades right on top and then underneath, uh, right in the middle, you got this big lip. Now what the, what the lip is for, I don't really use it that much. The lip part, because that's used for stirring and tossing and and things. I use my hands for... I always stir with my lips. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why they're like they are? <laughs> I suppose so. <laughs> <laughs> that was right in your ears, I hope, ladies and gentlemen. You know that, right? <laughs> well, I chop one type of vegetable at a time. And like... I cut a cucumber in half with, with a regular knife, and then I just start working my way around the cucumber and putting it in between this, uh, the lip and the two serrated blades and just pull, obviously, have your fingers out of the way, and then squeeze it, and it makes a <laughs> dicey chop. Oh. And you go around and around the cucumber, and pretty soon you have, you know, it's all chopped up and you do the same for every vegetables carrots so uh, it's dicing them it's dicing them not so much slicing them exactly okay lettuce is just a great thing to see in this uh, with this device because you can uh cut a piece off the head of lettuce uh well i i tear it off because i've heard and it doesn't make any difference to us of course but it would be to guests probably who can see um, if you use a knife to cut lettuce, uh, lettuce will tend to turn brown then. That's funny. My roommate, I always used to tear lettuce. Yeah, I do too. But my my roommate is sighted, and she absolutely loves to cut lettuce. I don't at all. But the, the toss and chop, you can do that, and it uh, goes through lettuce faster than I can go through corn on the cob hmm. with my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> There was a there was a little uh, excerpt of the Flintstones once where he ate corn on the cob this way. Imagine a towel paper holder and where you pull the paper towels out the way it rolls. That's how he wound it through his teeth. And I would go like a buzzsaw. Oh, and uh, that's how I love to eat corn. But anyway, um, so that's the toss and chop. And I can't remember how much they were, $16, $17 or whatever. And you really have to be careful because yours truly... One time was in a bit of a hurry. I was uh, going to chop salads for lunch when I was going uh, to work. The chopper had a little, the, the handles 
stuck together just a little bit for whatever reason. I'm not sure. Nothing was really jammed into them. Apparently, maybe the handles didn't quite get clean in the dishwasher. Well, not clean, but they might have had a little buildup or something. And I gave a little extra squeeze, and my hand was in the way, and it... One of my... The pads of my finger still has a little nip on it, you might say, from the... And that was from the chopper, and that was probably maybe 10 years ago. Ew. So you really have to be careful. I went into emergency, and they said, ah, you know, there's nothing we can do, which is something that I didn't think, but I lost so much blood during that time. I can imagine. And the nurse said, here, let me look at it. I was afraid of her. The vampires were ready. <laughs> they were rowling around you, weren't they? Yeah. So always be careful, guys, when you're chopping. Yeah. Be really careful of what really you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a toss and chop, and I highly recommend them. Um, and remember, just because I recommend something or because uh, Witch Hazel oh, recommends yeah. oh. something <laughs> doesn't mean that it's, uh, you know, it's just our opinion. So yeah, <clears throat> take, that, take that with a grain. We don't sell them. No, we don't. No. We take, don't sell our, our opinions or our cutting devices. Yeah. So take that with a grain of poison. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you have a favorite chopping mechanism? You know what? I actually enjoy a cutting board and a knife. I just, I enjoy. Did you say knife? <laughs> I did. I, I do. And I, I know many knives are serrated, but I like a non-serrated knife uh, when I, you know, when I have it. But I, I mean, I'll use serrated as well, but I love to chop on a cutting board. Okay. I just, I love to. Um, but you know what I am looking for is I'm looking for a a French fry cutter. What do you use for your French fries? I use a French fry cutter. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very simple device. Now, there are so many devices out there that will do straight cut fries. And I really am a uh, snob Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to my French fries, I really am. I have a very simple cutter that must have cost me like uh, maybe $3 or something. Oh, no. What, what it is is a handle. Picture a – oh, this is going back pretty far, so it's going to show my age here. But can you remember out there, audience, what a washing board feels like? A scrub board? Yeah. <laughs> It, it had ridges. Those have ridges, yes. And you take your potato and lay it lengthwise on a cutting board, and you take this handle on the top, and you push straight down on the potato, cutting it in half, and you lay that half and cut it, and so on and so on and so on. Wow, you get you get them waffly, kind of. No, because they're longer. You get them crinkly. But you get crinkly, yeah. Yeah. Waffle fries are different. Because they're not long, but but you get them crinkly. Yes, and that's my favorite. And I'm telling you guys, when it comes to cooking them in the air fryer, oh, there's nothing better than crinkle cut fries. Where do I get this? I want it now. Well, maybe. <laughs> who, who knows? Maybe. I, I heard some rumblings where Santa may have heard the word. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, I, I have an idea that might be true. Oh, I see. <laughs> we just won't tell anyone. Okay. <laughs> so um, that's all I'll say about that. Okay. <laughs> well, very exciting. I have had those various 
chopper jars, you know, where you push down like a uh, kind of a plunger or something on this jar and put, have your food in it. And there's a, a blade, kind of a maybe blade? Like a four <laughs> section kind of blade in there. And you push down and this little thing rotates, this little blade rotates and, and you can chop things in this jar. I've had a few of those and I don't really care for them so much. How do you feel about those? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. well, I had one that worked fairly well. It did work well. It was an actual, uh, it was a smaller one, not a huge one, but it, it worked It worked pretty darn well because it had a little bottom that held all of the stuff and it didn't have a cover that went on. Uh, over the bottom of it to turn it into a little bowl. Oh, wow. When it was done. So I, I kind of liked mine, but until I got the pull and chop, mm-hmm. that's oh, yeah. a big, big fan around here. That's that's a very popular device around here. Yeah, and I'll let you guys hear what it sounds like in case you don't have yours handy, but I'll uh, I'll throw the sound effect in. Oh, I love to grate things too. <laughs> oh, I do too. The uh, pull and chop is very sharp. Very yeah. sharp. Yeah. It's got three blades that you line up, and you put your food in the bottom of it and put the cover on it and pull a string like an outboard motor. Oh. And you pull it, and the blades go round and round, and you can the more you pull it, the more it chops. It's great for salsa, wonderful for salsa. The toss and chop, or you mean the, no, the pull, pull and chop? Pull and chop, yep. okay. Pull yeah. And chop. Yeah, I didn't know it had three in there. I thought I saw two. Okay. No, there's actually three. Oh, yeah, that would be good for salsa. It's wow. tremendous for salsa. Oh, yeah, I didn't think that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, what I do is I usually get mine to the desired, pretty close to uh, a normal dice, and then I dump everything into the Vitamix and then let that take care of it. But well, wouldn't it make it even finer, more mushy? What the uh, with the Vitamix? Wouldn't it make it? Wouldn't it just make it almost puree? Oh, it would. It would turn it into liquid if you weren't careful. So yeah. you, you have to pulse it. Like uh, for me to make salsa, it's just like like that. That's that's all it takes, honestly. And you got perfect salsa. The first time I made salsa, I could drink. The- <laughs> I drink the salsa. <laughs> I just want to move out of chopping just for a moment. And I, I let Debbie hear this because it was uh, such a neat thing. Uh, in the air fryer, I made some homemade chips. Oh, oh my God. I, If I didn't have leftover chips around, I would be making them today because, mm-hmm. boy, I mean, and he, he had the nerve to, to crunch that right in my ear. I did. I gave her a real He was earful. playing by- he gave me an earful. <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited about it that I, uh, I I knew when I took them out and put them on the plate that they were a success. But you really don't know until you put the bite on them. <laughs> <laughs> the sound bite, bite, bite. Bite, bite, bite. Yeah. Did I describe it? Did I describe it? No, not really. Um, it's a round bowl. With a point on the bottom, and you take your three blades and you put them on the little point at the bottom, and you line up all of the three blades. The blades themselves are picture a cylinder with uh, blades that rotate, and you just line them up, stick the cylinder uh, on top of this point, put the cover on it. Now, the cover's kind of domed, and inside the cover is a spring mechanism that has a cord wound around inside so 
you uh, pull a little handle and that rotates the blades and that chops the food. The handle reminds me of my old, my first talking doll, Chatty Kathy. <laughs> and you pull this handle, you know, and then you release it. And, you know, she says, hi, my name is, <laughs> my name is Chatty Kathy. Well, this kind of reminds me of it because you pull out this long handle and then you just, and you let it go. But as it's, as it's going, as you're pulling it out and as it's retracting, it's chopping. Yep. Yep, exactly correct. And it's uh, it's just a great little $20 a piece of gear, wasn't it? 20 bucks. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think it's probably a good time to talk about one of my favorite things, too, is a uh, – and we saw this um, somewhere else, too, and Debbie and I were talking about it. The uh, – as a speech would pronounce it, mandoline. <laughs> <laughs> Mandolins. Well, because Rick talks about a mandolin in what he's talking about. Yeah, mandolin. Now, not to be confused with any other device, but they're – Oh, they have different types. They have flat kinds with uh, blades that run uh, along the top of them. They're they're incredibly, wow. incredibly sharp. Oh, I had I had a uh, particular kind of knife for slicing bread one time, and I cut myself with that a few times. That was sharp. I didn't like it, and you could you could make the slices thinner or thicker depending on how you lined this up and adjusted it but boy that knife for slicing through that bread was sharp i love homemade bread oh i know oh. there's just nothing nothing in this world like and while i'm talking about this many people have asked me if there was on twitter if there's anything within a bread machine that would talk and there is there is um a one that I got from uh, Blind Bargains from JJ, but it doesn't do everything. Um, it doesn't go through all of the cycles. It will tell you what's happening, like if it's on. It'll tell you if it's uh, baking. It'll tell you if it's. It'll tell you kind of what it's doing, but all of the cycles. Like if you want to go and find French bread, and you want to go and find manual. You have to count. The mm -hmm. manual is in Braille, and the manual will tell you how to count to get and how to set the timer and all that. But the rest of it, it's funny. What do you do? You know of anything else? No, I was just going to say, don't get too excited because the ones that I know of, one is from Pillsbury, and it does the same exact. I think it's Pillsbury. It might be. Well, I can look on the cover. <laughs> Pardon me, I'm on a roll. <laughs> <laughs> is that a bread roll? It is. <laughs> uh, but there isn't anything out there that helps you, really. So you have to remember, and I was talking to a, uh, some uh, my follower friends on Twitter, and there isn't anything that will really help you for a bread machine that I know of. But I know my very first one, I think it was by Wellbuilt. And it was possible to count everything that I needed to count to know mm -hmm. exactly where I was. But then I had another one that was digital and things would just flash so mm -hmm. quickly that I couldn't – I could not count the way I wanted to with it. I have one by Panasonic, which is the best bread machine I've ever owned mm -hmm. as far as content, you know, quality. Yeah. 
how the loaves turn out, and it needs every bread machine wants to be needed. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, <laughs> we got a real rise out of that one. Didn't we did. <laughs> we won't get any dough for this, though. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> we already but, sound half baked. <laughs> <laughs> like all of our ideas. But they, uh, the Panasonic's models, at least um, back then, when you you could count them, they had a button. Um, it weren't. It wasn't a menu per se, but you could count each time. Uh, you would go to a different cycle, like white bread, French bread. Every time you hit the button, it would it would beep, and then it had up and down buttons for for the hours that you would right. want. And that was easy. So I don't know if it's still like that or not, but hmm. I don't know. And you know, I think this one might be Pillsbury. I think they really should invest a little bit and make the menus talk for bread machines and things like that. That would really be helpful. It would. Uh, they don't take into consideration that we can operate machines and bake bread and stuff. That's too bad. Yeah, because it's so good. It's so great to have. And I I mean, if I don't mind counting as long as that's doable, but when mm-hmm. it starts flashing all kinds of crazy things and changing so fast, mm-hmm. then, wow. I've had really a lot of good luck, though. I mean, I have not had that happen with too many devices. Thank you. No, I haven't either. Um. They also make oh, oh speaking of bread, I just thought of this. Uh, they make things called bread forms. Have you ever seen them? Bread forms? Mm-hmm. No, I have not. Oh, they're cool. Let me tell you about them. Good. <laughs> they're, they, <laughs> they they make them either out of metal or plastic. Okay. And picture a big square uh, with a flat bottom and then on each side there are grooves so you take your loaf of bread and put it in it put it in lengthwise mm-hmm. and then you take your knife and you cut along these grooves oh. and, and it makes perfect slices of bread oh i was just about to ask you what you did about slicing bread what now then no now you know we get that um just do a google on them and you'll find them for bread forms bread forms yeah okay all right cool not not forums but yeah okay Uh, very very cool now how do you think you make a slice of bread if you want it extra thick like texas toast you probably go buy a couple or two or three of those yeah. little things yeah yeah bread slicing forms that's what you should put in okay and they're so cool don't get try not to get the plastic ones though if you can find a metal one that's yeah. that's great you were talking about the mandolin and we're telling me to get an electric one i know rick is going to talk about a non-electric one mm-hmm. um but i yeah that's very interesting that they have them in both kinds of ways well i hope they do because i have an electric mandolin and of course i got it from qvc a long time ago mm-hmm. and you, it's impossible for you to cut yourself well i suppose you could cut yourself on the blades if you we're rinsing them off, but the normal operation, you just yeah. can't cut yourself. Right. 
But one of the favorite things that are great about the mandolin is you can make uh, cottage fries. Uh, they're so thin that uh, they just fry mm. up so nicely in a pan or, well, in our case, the air fryer. Oh. Yeah. But I have a potato chip cooker. That's a round, hard plastic. It looks like a pancake with holes in it. And uh, there are like two of them in this set. And you put your potato chips, uh, raw potatoes, on the um, on this form and put them in the microwave for like seven minutes or so. And there you get potato chips. I just don't want to use my microwave that much. I I know a lot of people would be like, yay, that's really yay. cool. I would like to find another way to and make Put them in the fryer. Okay. Yeah. Put them in the air fryer. And I got using that same device. And yeah. I, I also want to make kale chips. I know you've made them. Oh, oh, oh they're so good. You know, I really uh, am serious about this. Um, if there are two of you listening and you uh, want to share some kale chips, um, you can make a pile of them. And if you eat them, they're so rich. You can just start feeling like you've been on a tilt-a-whirl a little bit because they're so rich and good. They, they can make you tend to make you a little queasy if you're not careful. <laughs> Eating too many, huh? Mm-hmm. Wow. Talk about a way to get greens, you know? Oh. And they taste like potato <laughs> chips, right? I mean, they taste kind of like... Uh, they taste not like potato chips, but they have a... Oh, how can I describe this? The crunch is so... Uh, Listen, it's we, like it's like eating air. We need uh, we need we need to make them, you know, taste friendly for people like Jeff Bishop, you know, who doesn't like vegetables. Who? Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> Jeff Bishop. Jeff Bishop, eat your kale. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I if we were to put stuff in front of him and not tell him what they were. He might not eat it. He wouldn't trust us. We could put headphones on him. Because <laughs> it wouldn't help to blindfold him, you know. Oh, that's right. That's right. And just say, put on some tunes. And when you reach in front of you, pick it up and eat it. It doesn't matter what it is. You will enjoy it. <laughs> oh, I don't even know that I would be that daring. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, the kale chips are just wonderful. Uh, and what you when you make them, you put um, a little seasoned salt on them and oh. maybe a little garlic. Oh. You can make them your own with whatever seasoning that you want. Olive oil. Uh, when you make those, I would imagine that you want to make sure your kale leaves are dry, not moist. When you put oh them yeah, the... you have to pat them dry as yeah. dry as you can get them. And how long do you cook them in the fryer? I've never used the fryer. Uh, I've used the oven to okay. bake them. I make and them. Uh, probably I, between 11 and I saw, 15 minutes. I saw when I was looking up about French fries in the air fryer, I saw out there on the internet kale chips in the Phillips air fryer. I know Rick is going to talk about, and he didn't have a name for it, but you called it the Rotato. <laughs> Oh, uh, the chopper, that chopper, the electric chopper that's going to be demonstrated is the, I can't remember the you, name you of it either. You called it Rotato. In- well, originally it was called the Rotato, and it was a crank version, and then they came out with an electric, an electric version, but... You can find it, again, on QVC. You can look up Mark Charles and type in Fruit and Veggie Express, I guess oh, it's called. Okay. 
I think they just took over the marketing for the company. I wouldn't peel potatoes. Rick does, but I I would not. I like the skins. Um, maybe I would use it for sweet potatoes, maybe. I wish it would work for rutabaga, but like you said, the, the wax might be a problem. But I think you ought to tell your story about convincing the person that it would work for uh, grapefruit. I will tell that story. It's, it's really funny. I enjoy telling this one. Yeah, it's actually, it's not a chopper per se. It's a peeler rather than a chopper. Okay. And you can peel the skins off the potatoes, which I don't do either. <laughs> I, I really don't. I just, I, I just like them. But for carrots and cucumbers and things like that, um, works really good. I tend to cut my cucumbers in half because the cucumbers that I get are usually pretty large. Oh, see, I like the hothouse, or sometimes known as European, that you don't peel. They're longer and skinnier. Oh, I didn't. Oh, I wasn't aware of those. Good. And Are they wrapped in plastic? You just uh, take off that plastic, take it off, kind of at, for the amount that it's that is needed. It's because it's long. It's it's a good foot long, and um, you know you and they're skinny, and oh, you don't have to peel them at all. Mm. You don't have to peel cucumbers anyway, but uh, a lot of people do. But with these, there's nothing to peel. They're so good. I don't know how they are down where you are, but where we are in the Midwest, you're in Alabama. Uh, they here they wax their cucumbers. They would, yeah, they would wax the other kinds of cucumbers, but not these. See if you can okay. get. Um, they're either called hothouse European, and there might be another name for them. But uh, that has to do with Europe. But, oh, gosh, are they good. Mm, that sounds great. Mm. Well, back to the uh, back to the grapefruit story. Uh, I was talking about this, what then was called the Rotato Peeler, which now has that different name by Mark Charles. And I was explaining that the way I peel my grapefruits is uh, I take the grapefruit and put it on the peeler and just – at that time, they were crank-operated. And you turn the crank, and it would put the blade... The blade would just, like, lay along the grapefruit. And then as the blade turned, it would unravel all this grapefruit peel. And it was long. And it would get longer and longer. And I told this friend of mine that I would bring her in the entire grapefruit peel if it came out in one big strand. <laughs> So I did, and I turned the crank. It got longer and longer and longer. Pretty soon, I got a peel that was probably maybe 15 to 20 feet long. It was just huge. <laughs> <laughs> and I took this peel, and I put it in a big plastic bag, and my son was maybe eight at the time. It was probably about 20 years ago. And... He said, Dad, you're not going to bring this peel in to work, are you? I said, well, yeah, because I'm going to demo this peel because it's just one big strand and she'll get a kick out of it. Oh, that's embarrassing, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> and so I brought the peel into work and I explained, uh, I said, you know, I brought you this peel. You remember the peel that I told you about? I asked her. <laughs> she said, sure, I, I remember that. I said, all right, now this is not icky or anything. It's not nasty. It's just a peel. And that's not slimy. It's just a straight grapefruit peel. Will you take one end of it? 
reach into this bag, and I swear she thought I was going to play a trick on her. I said, I'll stick my hand in the bag first. And so I did. She said, okay, I'll, I'll do it. So I gave her the end of it out of the bag so she wouldn't stick her hand in there and think that some <laughs> something was going to bite her, but it wasn't. <laughs> so she took the end, and I took a section of the peel, and I pulled this whole thing out of the bag. And, of course, it again, it wasn't nasty or anything and dropped it onto the because it's so long I dropped it on the lunchroom floor at work and (laughs) then I took the I started backing up in from in the lunchroom to out in the hall and I got all I got this whole great big thing and everybody was just silent oh that is so funny and then when I reached uh the hall out of the lunchroom I was probably about 20 feet away, and I yelled, ah, now what do you think of that? And everybody cheered. You know, was, <laughs> I love it. So those those peelers are kind of cool. That is cool. We'll talk uh-huh. about knives with guides next week as we left that out. Next week, uh, start of holiday cooking. Yeah, all kinds of those holiday recipes, all sorts of things. And there's so many things and so many traditions. Um that we can talk about so many recipes that we can spend weeks talking mm-hmm. about them. We sure can. Yep. Well, there's the Halloween show. Hope you enjoyed yeah. every grueling minute of it. Absolutely. And now it's time for a sound bite, bite, bite. (laughs) (laughs) When you have bread to slice, it's always good to let it cool some before you slice it. Don't slice it immediately and don't wrap warm bread up, especially in plastic. Oh, heavens no. Don't or it will get moist. That's really great. How would you like to submit a recipe to us? Just tell us the recipe you'd like to submit on Twitter at ACB Hazelnuts. That's ACB Hazelnuts. H A Z E L N U T S. Do you have a suggestion for the show? Have something to offer? Just tweet us. And now, here's our buddy Rick L. Farrell. Remind me, remind me to, uh, to talk to you too about uh, the um, vegetable peeler I got. Oh, go ahead, tell us. Oh, you want to hear about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I actually I got it on I think it was HSN, but I've I've seen it at Sam's also. It was only twenty bucks. It's an electric vegetable peeler. Mm. And uh, I don't know about you, but I just hate peeling potatoes. I know peel them. I put the skin in. <laughs> yeah, uh, usually that usually I do too. But there there are times you know that I wouldn't didn't want the skin and okay. and peeling them was such a pain in the neck. Mm, okay, you know. Um, so I got this electric peeler, 
And uh, what it looks like is, if you can imagine a um, like a tall post mounted on a round base, and at, at, at the bottom of the post, there, there are prongs that uh, they go into the bottom of the vegetable. Mm. And then at the top of the post, there's a, uh, another, another sliding, sliding prong-like, not really a prong. It's kind of like a, uh, yeah, it's a prong, actually, uh, uh, that you slide down to, to stick that prong into the top of the vegetable, like a potato, for mm-hmm. example. And so that that uh, between that top prong and the ones in the bottom, it holds it holds the um, it holds the potato in place. Mm-hmm. You following me? Yep. Okay. Uh, and then um, on the top part as well, there's also like this arm. Okay. That uh, that kind of adjusts on its own depending on the shape of the vegetable. Okay. And and uh, so you just line that up so that it's at the top of the uh, potato or whatever it is you're peeling, a cucumber or whatever. Um, and then, and then turn it on, and the the uh, uh, the potato starts spinning. Mm. And, and this 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 um this arm that we lined up at the top of the uh, of the vegetable has a um, has a little blade in it. Mm-hmm. And it just starts peeling that uh, that potato, and and, and uh, you can you know you, you can you can feel the um, the big long strands of potato peel coming out like a big long string of it how do you know when it's done it stops wow it stops on its own Hmm. um and then you just take the potato off of there the only thing you have to do is just uh it doesn't get right up to the very top or right down to the very bottom oh okay so you still have to get those you just have to just either cut that off or you know whatever um but it's so much easier and it's so fast yeah. Wow. Um, it, it works on cucumbers, potatoes, um, carrots, if you wanted. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess I haven't tried it on carrots, but I guess it would. Yeah, anything that's that's like that, you know, mm-hmm. that uh, could be held up that way, it's it, it, it'll work on. Randy told me to get this other thing called a. I think it's called a pull and chop, and it's a bowl, and it has this. Uh, this blade that fits kind of on the lid of it and you put the things you want cut up in this bowl like onions and celery and things like mm-hmm. that and you and you pull out this um, cord that's like um, elastic and it's attached around um, probably something on the lid inside so as it's pulling out and going back in that knife that blade in there is is uh, chopping all those things you have in there, and it just speeds it up. Hmm. I mean, you don't have to. I don't like those old those old chopper jars. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, and and even you don't have to get out a whole a food processor all the time to do it. You know, this is manual, right? Yep. It's not. It's just not like her. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and it was. I think it was like twenty one dollars from QVC. pull and chop. Yeah, hmm. I think it was called pull and chop. Yeah. And so, what what does it what does it make like uh, like minced onion or or it depends <clears throat> it depends on how much you pull it how ah. you know, it depends on how much you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I Des used it the the other day, and she said, "Oh God, this makes everything easier because she really? makes things in pieces more than I do. I don't care, but she 
said, oh, I don't have to stand here and do it. And I said, well, good, and you don't have to go buy the things already cut up because I don't like those. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, to me, the flavor is not there after they're cut up like that. It's true. It's not the same. Mm-mm. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. But, well, know, that's interesting. I'll have yeah. to check that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pool and Shop. I mean, where'd you get it on Amazon? Q- or what? No, it was QVC. I, oh. If it's any other name, I'll find out. But I, I thought it was Pull and Shop. Uh, um, and it was QVC. Um, one thing similar that I do have that I got from, I can't remember if it was HSN or QVC, is a uh, a really nice mandolin. I've heard of that, and I don't know what those look like. Um, well, think think of a like a, a flat surface with with um, with foldable legs on one end, and um, just the, like a rest on the other end. And then across the mandolin, there's 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 a uh, at least at least one adjustable blade mm. that you can adjust up and down to to get the thickness that what you want that you want. All right. Um, and some of them come with different different blades and blah blah blah. This one I like because it um, it's got everything built onto it, so I can I can also make it so that. Um, in addition to the blade, I also get some some uh, another part that pops up that I can do julienne, mm. um, or I could do I could do um, skinny French fries. Oh, nice! Things like that, uh, and it's 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 really quick. It's very really sharp. I've already cut myself on it oh, twice. Oh God! Because <laughs> I cut my own French fries by hand, ah. and I'll tell you what, they are so good in that Phillips air fryer. Oh, oh my I'll bet, God. yeah. Because I soak them in cold water, and then I drain all the liquid off and and uh, put a little tiny bit of oil and salt and put them in mm-hmm. that Phillips air fryer. Oh, my goodness. Um, so you cut yourself a couple times, huh? Yeah, right. Yeah, this is stupidity on my part. Ugh. Um, just not being careful, you know? And but, did, you, wow. but it's got, it's got a thing that uh, slides across the top, so you put... You put whatever it is you want to uh, slice in this thing, and and, uh, and 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 put the cover on it, and then you just you just move that thing back and forth across the blade, so that way your your fingers don't go near it. Okay. That's that's what you're supposed that's to. That's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> wow, where did you find that? That was also I got that. It was either HSN or QVC. I yeah, can't remember I which one. I somebody talk about that the other day. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. All right. Well, great. So, cool. That's that's the mandolin. All right. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. All right. Well, um, let's see. All right. I think we're good. Good. So awesome. Would you like to have Cooking with the Hazelnuts as a podcast? You can subscribe manually. The URL is http colon slash slash acbradio.org slash hazelnuts.xml. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Debbie. Of course, we are podcasting as well as an Apple podcast. If you want to search... For us, just search for Cooking with a Hazelnut with your favorite podcast aggregator, and you are golden. You will receive our Cooking with a Hazelnuts podcast. Just what you wanted. I know I would. 
Oh, I don't have to subscribe. I hold in my hand now three pieces. And this is the pull and chop. Here's the body. The body is a bowl. On the underside of the bowl is a rubber circle that's attached to it. And I'm going to hold it flat in my hand. And I will give you a little tap here so you can hear what the plastic body sounds like. Inside the bowl is a center peg. It matches up with the cover. The cover... I'll hold that in my hand too. Let me set the bowl down. don't want to get too many things going at once. The cover... The cover has a hexagonal hole in it. And that corresponds with the hexagonal head of the blades. Inside the cover is a string-loaded spring, and the string is made out of some kind of a nylon cord, it seems like, and you cannot get it wet. If you get the cord wet, you must take it apart with a little screw that's in it and dry the cord off. So they recommend that you don't immerse the cover of the pull and chop. Now, the string looks like an outboard motor string. And if you've never pulled an outboard motor string, the handle is just sort of, oh, a curved, elongated handle. And I will pull the handle for you, just so you can uh, get a sense on what it sounds like. This is not attached yet. And I'm holding it out. The string is all the way extended, and if I were to let it go, it would hurt the device, because it's not made to be snapped back, it's made to be eased back, and it would also hurt your hands if it ever hit it. So let me just bring it back. And it's now folded back up in the cover. Alright, now let me explain what the blade is like. The blade has a hole in the bottom that fits in the peg and I will put that in and it's got a lot of wiggle room in it you can hear that you must line the three blades up so that they're ready to start chopping the first blade is curved that pulls the food into the other blades the second blade and third blade are both flat and they spin. The uh, actually the the middle blade spins, and if it's at twelve o'clock, it's got to turn around to about six o'clock. So that's about a half of a revolution. So again, uh, we'll put the blade back in and put the cover on it. Now, I'm not going to place food in here, but you can put tomatoes, green peppers. If you want to chop potatoes, you could for diced hash browns. Uh, cheese, both hard and soft cheeses. Um, eggs for egg salad. Just an abundance of different things. Whatever you can think of to chop, 
this device will do the work for you. And remember, the more you pull, the smaller product becomes. Uh, you can make salsas and, oh my gosh, bacon bits and anything. You just have to be aware of how many pulls you can get because you could turn bacon into dust. <laughs> you can also put pieces of bread in here and make some great breadcrumbs. Alright, so I'm going to uh, put the cover on the pull and chop. Now I'll just pull it like five times just so you can get the idea what it sounds like. Um, there's no food in here, but you'll get the idea what it sounds like when the blade is actually turning. Now you can go faster. That's all there is to it. Then you can just take it apart, give it a wash in the dishwasher or hand wash it, but be very careful because the blades are sharp. Around 20 bucks from QVC and it can be yours. They also make a large version and that's a little bit more capacity plus they give you a cover that will sit on the bowl without the mechanism inside to act as a covered bowl so you can store it in your fridge if you like. $24 and that one can be yours. The second device I want to show you is an actual peeler and this is the same one that Rick Alfaro has and there's very little to it. On the neck of the device the hook will move up and down just like that. And I'm not going to describe it anymore because Rick did a really good job explaining. Thank you, Rick. Right by the neck on the right-hand side on the bottom platform is a push button to turn it on. If there were a potato in there, there would be about 30 seconds of movement as the blade goes down. And Rick already told you this. But then when it came to the bottom, it would... I'm raising it up now. It would stop. So let me hit the on button. You can hear what the motor sounds like. And the only difference that you won't hear is, is you won't hear a whooshing type of sound because there is nothing to peel. I eat all my potato skins and <laughs> most everything, but I still like the peeler. All right, here we go. I'm pushing the button. And the... <laughs> My dog is bumping my arm like, what's that? What's that? Uh, blade's coming down. I'll let it hit the bottom. It will shut off. And it shut off, as you heard. And that's how you peel a cucumber, potatoes, uh, the grapefruit that you heard the story about. And that's all there is to that one. It's a pleasure doing the demonstrations for you, and I hope you enjoy them. Thank you for listening to show number 16, our Halloween special. Hey, what are you doing here? Are you messing around with time travel Yes, I again? am, but that's not important. Get us in all kinds of trouble. I've come from the future. I have a message on my iPhone. Here, listen. This can't be ignored. Hey, Randy. Did you know you and I will appear on 
ACB Radio's Main Menu Show as co-hosts, 9 p.m. Eastern on ACB Radio Mainstream, every Friday. Randy, you forgot to thank me for the soundbite music I created. That's impossible. Who on the staff at ACB Radio would have us on Main Menu? He must be running down a different timeline. I don't think the staff will like promoting our own show. But anyway, thank you, Jason, for that great soundbite music. I'm not finished. I came to tell you, trust no one. I'm leaving. What did he mean by... I mean, what did I mean by that? Well, never mind. I'm going to turn around in my chair. You! What are you doing here? What about the cookie mix? What about the show? What What about the cutter? Did I say cutter? No. No! ACB staff. ACB staff. There is something wrong here. Don't get dicey on me. <laughs> Phew. This is Randy Rusnak speaking. I'd like to step out of character for just a moment, just to let you know that this show was all in fun. Nothing got hurt. Nothing got wrecked. The show has been running for four months now. We're on our 16th show already. It's hard to believe. On behalf of the Hazelnuts, I'd like to thank Debbie Hazelton, thank myself, and thanks for our guests, Rick Alfaro and Jason Castanguay, who put the music together for the sound bite. Very creepy and very good. And thanks to all of you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this show. And remember, pleasant screams? Hmm? <laughs> I feel a little bit strange. And one last thing I'd like to say. 